Six acts. Six acts. Six acts. Six acts. Acts. Yeah. Six acts. <laughs> Damn it. Acts. I can't, I can't do the C to T. <laughs> acts. 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 Yeah, that acts. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> And this is content in 2020. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Are we good? Yeah. All right. We can just start. Oh, my, you're just opening a can right now. Yeah. No one knows what it is. It is just 12% LaCroix. <laughs> what? what does 12% mean? I just, it, it's just LaCroix. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, is there, like I was like, no, that's what I was saying. I was like, is there alcohol in LaCroix now? It's a four logo. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to Too Much Free Time Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Yeah. And it's just us again. Yeah. It's been a while. It has. Uh, John got married. Ripped that band-aid off. Congrats, John. <laughs> He's still out of town. I think on their, they're still on their honeymoon, right? Well, they were supposed to come back yesterday, but uh, their like, flight got canceled. So sad. they're back today? <laughs> oh. Question mark. So he will hopefully be back on, because I know he loves Spooktober. As much as we do, which this is the first episode of Spooktober. Yeah. A little late into okay. October, but we're doing it. We'll keep it going into Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll speed <laughs> run it into Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A very spooky Christmas. Yeah. Peter, I had you go first because I feel like I, maybe John would disagree with this. I feel like out of the three of us, even though we all enjoy horror films, I feel like you're you're more of the horror film guy. Oh, yeah. Than the uh, the rest of us. I mean, John likes horror. I think that might be his like favorite genre, quote unquote. But right. like, there's no way he's seen the like the amount. Right, and that's both a good <laughs> and a bad thing. Wait, I'm not saying like <laughs> I'm watching all good horror movies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did I watch every house that October built? Yes, I have. Like <laughs> none of them are good. None. Of but them I've are watched good. them. Yeah, but uh, you picked a very atmospheric horror for the first one out of the gate which is going to be interesting yeah yeah 2018's suspiria the remake of the 1977 movie of the same name well and what's weird is i feel like i was texting my brother about it the uh original suspiria is one of those horror films that anybody that's like a quote-unquote horror buff that's like one of the five they list like you gotta see suspiria that's the greatest horror movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah i gave them scarier jowls Instead of like the normal, just like you gotta see the sci fi movie, I get more of a cloud. And they're a little pasty, a little sweaty. Yeah, because they're all just amped up from the horror. A little damp. But it's interesting. I, I watched the I watched the original one forever ago, and I was telling you before we started too. It's one of those I don't even think I finished just because at the time I couldn't get into it. Oh yeah, I'd be curious to go back and watch it. But I do know these are drastically different remakes. Oh, yes. Or, well, you know what I mean? The remake oh, is drastically 100%. different in the sense of just like coloring scheme, oh, the, the endings. Yeah. Well, because there is no plot in the first one. It's very much just like dance school, weird shit happening. Yeah. People are getting killed, who done it. And then we have this, you know, Susie girl, and she's she's our protagonist in this yeah, one. We follow her. And, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is in the remake, but. Yeah. Even just the difference in colors between the remake and the original is crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, I already said I hadn't watched the original one forever, but I feel like my gut instinct would I, would be I prefer the remake just because of what I remember of the original. I feel like the n- lack of plot upset me. I- I'm a very like story-driven guy, and very rarely does the no-plot thing work for me. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I enjoyed that. Uh, also, you know, when looking into this movie, a lot of people praise Dakota Johnson, who plays Susie in the remake here. Uh, claim to fame is the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Yeah. To be honest, I could not get into her in this movie. I actually think she's one of the weaker parts of the movie. She is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But what's weird to me is all the reviews I read are like praising her. Being I like, feel she like it's carried a, it. I'm like, good for her. It has to be because it's it's definitely a hundred percent better acting than Fifty Shades. But then when that's where you put the you know the bar. Like, wow. And she actually did two years of ballet training for this movie. So, like, she is that legitimately shows, dancing. I, I would say her dancing and her physical movements throughout the movie are amazing. It's it's how she delivers lines. Yeah. They're so dry. Yeah. And I, even if that's the intention, it comes across weird to me. There are two parts that I really liked of hers. But when when she's having to interact with Tilda Swinton, who is just so good, yeah, in this movie, yeah, it's really hard to like kind of match her. Yeah, it's like MJ versus a high school kid. You're like, ah, this is this isn't even fair. It's like, where's Tilda? Like, why is she not in more movies? Yeah, it's. I, well, maybe she is, and we don't recognize her. Because <laughs> <laughs> is she three or is she four people in this movie? She's three people. Um, with three three confirmed, I know, but I started to think. Uh, Coke bottle glasses was Tilda oh, Swinton lol. as well. <laughs> yeah, like I was seeing Tilda Swinton everywhere. I was like, is that her? Is she in this makeup too? <laughs> yeah, and the because <laughs> she plays um, Matriarch Blanc. She plays um, the Doctor. Yeah, she plays a man, an mm-hmm. old man, in full body old man makeup. And and for for that guy, they actually they came up with a fake name for him. And then, uh, like, they didn't tell other people that that was Tilda Swinton. And then they were originally going to say that the actor died before the premiere, which would make sense why then he wasn't going to be there. But then they're like, no, that's too far. They're just going to hide that it was Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then the other one she plays, Mother Mother Marcos, which is super gross. Man, she did a lot of makeup work. Yeah. Like, damn. This uh, like... For how little, I shouldn't say how little this movie was talked about, because it was definitely talked about, but I feel like for how much effort she put in, I almost feel bad how little recognition she got out of it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, anyone could have been it. Marcos. That's that's <laughs> true. At a certain point, I was thinking that, too, where I was like, that could have been anybody. There was no need for that one. But maybe, maybe the point was to give a hint that her and Blanc were together. Yeah. And- some sort of hint, yeah. Some sort of hints of that, but her being the doctor felt so weird. It was wild. I it, at first, it I didn't like it because of the doctor's voice. It didn't feel like an old man's voice. But as the movie went on, for some reason, my brain clicked, and I was like, "Oh, I'm in now." What'd you feel when you saw his penis? His yeah, was that, it a real penis or nah? Well, the whole body <laughs> had to have been fake because it's Tilda Swinton. See, so like we didn't see the face. So I wonder if it was just the old man coming in just so we could use his penis. <laughs> Which then, you know, just turns that stereotype on its head. Usually it's women in for their bodies or whatever, you know, their boobs. But no, it's a guy for his penis. It's not equal, but there is, there are penises in it mm-hmm. as well as, you know, naked women. So there's some balance. Abounding. There's a lot of naked women in this. There's like three three dudes that hang dong in this, but... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's not like equal, but yeah. you know, made an effort. 2020 woke, I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess we should jump into the plot of this because the movie opens. Well, I guess we should say as if you haven't seen either one of these movies, the movie is about a dance academy in late seventies, Berlin. So the Berlin wall still up and everything. And that's definitely a motif they play throughout the movie. And Susie, our protagonist played by Dakota Johnson has come to Berlin. That has always been her dream to apply and get into this dance Academy, but there are strange things afoot in the Academy. And that's basically like the rough plot of it. Um, but when the movie opens, we're introduced to, I did not know, or I did not remember Chloe Grace Moretz was yeah. in this movie. Yeah. So when she appeared in the beginning, I was like, oh. wait, am I misremembering this? But uh, that was fun to see her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's going to her psychiatrist because she is losing her mind. And I couldn't tell, is she supposed to be American or German? Because she's speaking English and German back and forth and like French at one point. Yeah, honestly, I... I don't know what all the nationalities are supposed to be i just we just know that Susie's from ohio and then everyone else is from wherever yeah and then french is the language of music i guess of dance or something i don't know yeah that uh that kind of lost me a bit and this is actually this scene this opening with her and her going to the doctor because we see the riots of that it's based off a real historical event oh shoot what is the name of it though um but yeah, there was like a time of unrest about you the know, German autumn. Yeah, the German autumn was happening, and uh, later in the movie they have the hijacking of that plane. Um, that's a famous thing. I think that's been in like three other movies, to be honest. Uh, so there's like a lot of political stuff going on, and that's actually my first complaint because I feel like it's unnecessary. Like I got what it, the motif was, the like strife outside is mimicking the strife within the academy. You know, yada yada yada, all that. But how they filmed it, I felt slowed down the plot and also diverted my mind to think that was going to be more important than it was. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the beginning with the doctor, because the doctor thinks Chloe Grace Moretz, when she goes missing, is joined up with the RAF or whatever. And so you think that's going to be something. It felt like it muddled things a bit. I think that you, you could. So it does muddle things, but it also, uh, you can apply that to Susie where it doesn't seem like she is distracted by all the shit going on outside. That's true. She's just singularly focused on dance. Yeah, which is counter to what the other girls are in the school, especially Patricia, who was the original host of Marcus. Marcos. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Glory. Chloe Grace Moretz is Patricia, or as whenever a German person talks, like Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. Patricia. Uh, yeah, so we see her in the doctor's office talking maniac. She basically lays out. I actually like this. I feel like a lot of people don't like it in horror movies when they eliminate the mystery. Mm-hmm. I like that off the bat, there is no mystery. Yeah. You know, Chloe Grace or Patricia explains what's going on we know out the gate the school is run by witches they're trying to do some sort of ceremony they want her to be the like the essence they've taken her hair the taking her urine thing was weird yeah oh we'll circle back to that because Susie does that later like Uh unprompted and i don't know why and i had a question i think all of them 
do. They get piss test. I mean, can't do they, steroids there's, and dance. There's the 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 cut to like just a bunch of piss bottles. That's, ugh, that's so bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, so like Patricia is, you know, in a manic state and explaining all this stuff, and of course the doctor doesn't believe her. Yeah. You can um, see his uh, Carl Young like uh, book. Oh yeah. Uh, she's super paranoid thinks everybody all the witches are watching her and it's like turning away pictures and books that have eyes on them it's it's an interesting shot scene and it's a mixture that i liked of very much a dated kind of 70s style of quick cuts and weird angles versus Mm -hmm. more of like a modern sweep and i I liked that combo it made it feel as manic as the scene was Mm -hmm. so i enjoyed that but i really did enjoy the fact that we just know off the bat you know, there are witches. There's there's kind of a hint of maybe Patricia's just delusional, but it sets that up, like plants that seed immediately to where when you go to the studio, you're like, oh, she wasn't lying. This shit's crazy. Yeah, and, and the way that everything is shot is always like, I think there's something else going on. Everything's eerie. Everything's eerie. And I know in the original, they used a lot of colors and like unrealistic lighting to yeah. set that up. I liked how rainy and dreary everything looked and then they used muddled lighting to really set that eeriness of just like why wouldn't you turn on lights in this room when you're when you're performing a dance kind of vibe like that was the first thing i thought about especially in the scene where they're closing the mirrors and the windows for the practice i'm like yeah some more lights on you can't see well and and then when they actually do end up using colors, it's that much more striking. Yeah. As opposed to just colors all over the place, like blue, now we're red, then we're like green. Yeah. I will say it's an interesting movie. I think I think I looked at my watch when it happened. I think it's like 37 minutes in before we see anything actually scary or disturbing because everything else is just kind of tension and like you're a little uncomfortable and you're like something's wrong, but a very slow burn of a horror film because like i said at the beginning it's very atmospheric the whole point of it is not to be boo scary it's supposed to just be you're uncomfortable then shit hits the fan yeah but yeah so after patrice goes missing uh we're introduced to Susie, who's a mennonite which is always fun what are mennonites mennonites are like liberal amish (laughs) so they use electricity just not all technology um there's like other weird rules like they can interact with the outside world obviously um uh, there's like a bunch of other different rules but they're pretty close to amish so that's the community Susie's coming from and her mom's on her deathbed which i actually had a question about is did the mom die and she, then she went to Berlin? No. Or is no, mom dying while she's, she's in Berlin? while she's in Berlin. Because I could see it either way. Yeah. And that's what was tripping me out. But we keep getting shots of the mom on the deathbed. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of hints that Berlin, or Berlin, as they keep saying throughout the movie, is uh, has always been Susie's dream. She's always wanted to join the Marcos Dance Company and yada, yada, yada. Um, I... Maybe I was reading too much into this and I couldn't find anything online. I actually like the intention of making her a Mennonite specifically, not like a Baptist thing, because it immediately made me think of, like I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure Mennonites started in Germany. That's what I read too. 
And so there's that connection. Mm-hmm. It also reminded me, because the whole movie's about dance, Mennonites aren't really allowed to dance. Like, they're one of those people that, like, music and dance is not really permitted. And it immediately reminded me of kind of that, like, Salem Witch Trials vibe of, like, because I, I just kept remembering of The Crucible, where the whole thing was like, you are dancing in the woods? You've invited the devil here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like that all came into play and kind of like layered upon itself was, and that should have been your sign that something's up with Susie is that she's coming from a community where you're not allowed to dance. Yeah. And she has no references either, which is what one of the person says. Yeah. One of the matrons say, and she's been clearly a masterful dancer. And, you know, she went to the library to watch these videos of the company over and over. Yeah. And somehow she'd seen it. Oh yeah. She explains later she hitchhiked, to it or took a bus once too so there's a lot of interesting layers which is that i think connect planting the seed for later at the end and then you can look back and you're like oh this makes a lot of sense right so yeah so you don't think i'm reading too much into that the intention of that because like absolutely not that's the first thing i thought of was when she said she was a mennonite i thought of the crucible of even though they're not mennonites in the crucible but it's that puritan level like you shouldn't be dancing in the woods (laughs) Oh yeah, and because I mean, like when the dancing is dancing in the woods is was like sexual and like dancing with the devil and shit. And this is definitely that <laughs> getting in touch with your inner woman. Um, and I mean, and they make plenty of references to that. Oh yeah, there's multiple times too where it looks like Dakota Johnson is literally trying to have sex with the floor. Yeah. Well, yeah, when she's jumping up and down, and she's like, "I really think I should just be on the floor." I just really want to be on the floor. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, wow. oh wow, okay." I was uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah. So, Susie, I actually really, I thought I was gonna hate it, and I thought it was gonna be awkward and uncomfortable. But Susie's audition was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. It, like, I read somewhere online, someone compared it to The Exorcist in terms of her movement. And I got that a little bit, but it seemed like it was a movement between controlled choreography and just crazy movement, like in The Exorcist when she's like crawling down the stairs backwards. And yeah, stuff. it's it's like the um, I don't want to say like animalistic, but she's talented, and then she's not trained, and then you get that together, and it looks a little right. Like it looks like she's she's dancing like a girl possessed. Right. <laughs> and and it's awesome because like the practice going on upstairs and then uh Tilda Swinton she like feels a disturbance yeah. in the force. I I wrote I was thinking that too and it cuts to her and her looking around. I was like there's been a disturbance in the force. It's awesome. <laughs> I I haven't felt this since and then she just storms off like Vader. It'd be funny. But yeah, I liked that too of her spinning in the room and then noticing Tilda Swinton and just coming to a stop like full spin. That was cool even though that room was terrifying. Because it wasn't even just mirrors. It's like weird warped mirrors. Yeah. And then I'm also, I was just impressed the fact that like they took the cameras out. I didn't see one camera guy in the mirrors the whole time. Yeah. And they were doing like spin arounds and everything. Yeah. I don't know. That would have, a lot of the scenes in this movie, I would be very curious to see how they filmed it. Because there were a lot of mirrors, a lot of awkward spacing and lighting. And it looked like, it looked like it was in the house. It didn't look like a set. I mean, that scene might have been a set, but it all, most of the, academy scene seemed like they were inside of a building not yeah. not a studio or a warehouse it's cool but of course Susie gets in because 
that was pretty crazy. Was do you think them saying she couldn't use music was them just kind of like making fun of her? Um, because it seemed almost like a they weren't gonna let her in because you know she didn't have any references, all that different stuff, and so they intentionally set her up to fail. But then she did great, kind of thing. But it wasn't explicitly said because it almost seemed like malicious how they were like, oh no, we or prefer you can keep to see dance. Your with, head. Yeah, like how they made fun of her. It was, it was. It seemed weird. So I was just curious if you got that vibe. I didn't know if that was just like a ballet thing. It could be. To be able to do that. Like, I don't. That 100% could be. That was. This is one of those movies. Like, when I saw Whiplash with you, Mm -hmm. I had a similar feeling of, I wish I knew more about this art form. So I could. Because I definitely felt like there were layers of understanding that I was like, oh, I don't. I don't get what's happening. (laughs) I trust that that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I trust that that's a thing. Because, yeah, don't. You don't see a lot of dance mm-hmm. it little besides like kitschy stuff like dancing with the stars but yeah so i really enjoyed Susie audition you know she gets in she we meet uh sarah who was patricia's i keep wanting to say her name german and english at the same time but was her best friend and uh, yeah. now she's going to be Susie's best friend and take care of Susie. And she was really nice. I liked the girl who played Sarah. Fun fact, she was married to Shia LaBeouf. Oh. Yeah, she was. she's a former Shia LaBeouf, Mrs. Shia LaBeouf. I thought she was really good. I thought she was great, too. Um, Much better than the original Sarah. Just go uh, ahead yeah. and throw that out. Yeah, I didn't like the original Sarah and the original one either. The... But yeah, so the girls are going to live in this academy for free. Um, but there's always a price to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else says like a joke. Oh, it's Sarah says it later in a more serious tone of like, but you don't know what the bill is. Yeah, you haven't seen the bill yet. You haven't seen the bill yet. I liked that line because it's so much. It's such more of like a subtle instead of saying like, but at what cost? <laughs> but you haven't even seen the bill yet. It's going to be enormous. <laughs> but... Yeah, I like the setup of the academy where it's it seems weird, weirdly claustrophobic for how building the how how big the building is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and then it, it helps set up that there's so many places in this building that are hidden and secret. That's true. It's like a big big building. We only see a small portion of it. Like what's going on everywhere else? There are secret witches' chambers. Um, is this when we see the first hint of the drama going on with the witches themselves? Where they're in their own like kitchen thing, and we see them doing the vote, like the yeah, we like, see them walking around, but then we hear the conversation going on. Which at first I thought was some sort of weird timeline overlap thing, where they're referencing something that had already happened, but we're watching the scene in the present. But then you find out, oh no, it's, it's telepathy. They're all communicating with each other. Yeah, so apparently there's a vote for who will lead them. Uh, I don't know how often this vote happens. That wasn't really clarified. Yeah. But Blanc has lost by three votes to Mother Marcos again. Well, yeah, because they call her mother because she's going to be uh, Suspiriorum. She's going to become Suspiriorum when Uh, the ritual's done. Because allegedly that mother is missing or weak or dying. Like, who the hell really knows? Yeah. But they need a leader, and they're like, we're going to vote because we're democratic witches damn it <laughs> let no vote or let no woman's vote be held against her hey there are some witches that survived the nazis i think they're entitled to their vote peter okay <laughs> yeah clearly here <laughs> there's a lot of like subtle dropped lines 
like that. Some feministic, like, hey, we survived World War II. We matter. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shit. Sure. Yeah, take yeah, it. 100%. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, but uh, obviously, Blanc, one of the um, people <laughs> that what's-her-name plays. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton plays. Uh, she's obviously upset. She wants to lead the Dance Academy and the Witches Coven into the the new era, as opposed to saying in the past or whatever. I don't know. That's that's not a complaint, but something that I wish would have taken up more time than the German political stuff would have been more of the discord between the witches. Like what? I just wanted to know what was at stake by Mother Marcos taking over as opposed to Blanc. You know what I mean? I would have liked mm-hmm. to have seen more of the ramifications of what would have happened. Well, it kind of sounds like if Blanc took over, they wouldn't have to do this sacrifice. Right. Well, I got that because at the same time, that was the other question I had was it seemed to me like they had never done it before or at least in that millennia or something. Yeah, they haven't. The- yeah, the way they were talking about it made it sound like it was all theoretical, that they didn't even know if it was going to work, which is why Tilda right. Swinton was nervous about using Susie. Yeah, because they tried rushing Patricia, which is what broke her. Yeah, drove her in she, banana pants. She was worried about the German uh, autumn and being a rebel. I don't know. A resistance person. Yeah, yeah, blown up department stores as opposed to being solely invested in being a vessel for Marcos. So like that was the problem with Patricia and then Tilda Swinton didn't want to do that again to Susie. And, and it's very obvious that, that she felt a connection with Susie very early on. Like pretty much immediately. Right. And we learn later for good reason. Yeah. The... Yeah, but it, it, I just think it would have been interesting to see more of their dynamic and their discourse. Not like, it wouldn't have even really had to have been that much. Just a little bit more world building to understand who they are. Like, I didn't I didn't need to know how old they are. I didn't need to know any of that. I just kind of wanted to know the stakes within the coven of what was going to happen. Yeah, and there's so many witches, it's actually really hard. Especially when they were doing the vote. Yeah. And then it was showing people, you're like, is that the person that spoke or not? Nah? Yeah, I was... Um, a lot of names. Yeah, it was a lot of names. And there were a lot more witches than I thought. Because yeah. when you're first introduced to the Academy, you think it's only like four. But there's like 16 of them. Yeah. And I guess they all have jobs within the Dance Academy, which is funny. <laughs> I liked their... Uh, they all had maniacal, like, high-pitched laughs, mm-hmm. like evil laughs. And I liked it because it reminded me of the... Do you remember the movie The Witches? Yeah. Where they turn the kids into mice? movie's terrifying but like angelica houston's the head it reminded me of that when they were like super over the top creepy i liked it i think it worked well when when the doctor sends the cops in to investigate oh yeah and then they like hypnotize well they hypnotize them and then they're like laughing at them it's like definitely not the first time they've hypnotized people and then they're laughing like kids when they're making fun of the dude's small penis Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're like, man, this is really just for Dakota Johnson to be like, all right, they they up to no good here. Well, yeah, and I didn't think about it at the time. That's skipping ahead a little bit, but I didn't think about it at the time when that scene was happening. That should have been a hint to the audience that something was really wrong with Susie, or it should have been a hint to me because probably hit other people harder, but I should have been like, yeah, Susie never told 
Sarah about, about what she just that. saw. And I feel like that would have been an important detail to explain to somebody who's investigating things. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so okay. Going back, they like Sarah and her friends, whatever. And then we have uh, the practice. First practice. For Valk or whatever. And they're dancing. Valk. And then Olga, the so Sarah and Olga were the two people mentioned by Patricia at the beginning of the movie. And then Olga is like, I hate this place. You all can't even something with your lies, this pack of rabies. And she's going to get out. Oh, yeah. She says like this box of rabies yeah. or something. I didn't quite understand the expression. That and eating Chloe Grace Moretz, like, cunt on a plate. Like, both those things are kind of like, huh, hmm. okay. Or, Maybe they're just lost in translation kind of <laughs> moments where, like, in German Must it have sounds, been German, yeah. yeah classic <laughs> German comments. But, uh, yeah, the first practice, though, was weird. Because I guess I kept expecting this movie to be a different movie than it was. So when Dakota Johnson's, like, steps up when everyone else is like, I don't want to do the lead. The or Council of Elrond, but in the Witch's Coven. <laughs> I'll dance. I'll dance the lead. I'll be the protagonist. And everyone just sighs. They're like, oh, Susie. <laughs> well, I, so I thought it was weird. All of them seemed scared, and which I thought was an interesting thing. I was like, oh, it's a dangerous dance, I guess. But when she volunteered and was doing it, I expected all of them, all the other dancers to not like Susie for that. Yeah. Like I expected she's coming in be, and taking the lead. Yeah. I expected there to be some competition, competition, some infighting, some like black swan. Like I thought, yeah. Like I thought Sarah was not going to like her anymore and be like, but I they, was going to be the protagonist, but they love her. But yeah, it, everyone was accepting of it. And even though she didn't get it a hundred percent, she did it pretty well. And uh, this is definitely the most disturbing part of the movie, in my opinion. Even I hated this more than the chaos that happens at the end. But it's 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 great, and so oh, it is great. So your glasses eyes lady is somehow connecting herself to Olga, right? Coke and bottles, getting yeah, and getting her to go downstairs or whatever. Tilda Swinton takes Dakota Johnson's hands, and then like. Gives her power. Infuses them. But what does it look like? It looks like the freaking nails of Jesus. And then she touches her feet. I also took it, though, I took it more like, um, what, not puppets, marionettes, where, like, the strings are on the feet and the hands, and that's how they, like... Yeah. (laughs) So I I see... You can continue on your train of thought. Well, I see it that way, but then also, like, the end is also super biblical. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, like... I, and I mean, there are definite scenes of Tilda Swinton like dancing for other girls. You know, like you could see her doing it, and like she's imbibing them, especially when she has her downstairs like jumping up and right. down. She's like helping her jump. But I, I took that like as a as a Jesus thing, because in a fucked up way, Dakota Johnson is their Jesus. Yeah, um, true. And this this is kind of like the first step in doing that. But I, I mean, honestly, I. Can also see it very easily being the marionette, especially when like we are now like connected. Sp- yeah, with Olga. like it's like a spell. Kind and of then thing. we just done fuck oh her gosh. world. Oh my gosh! So yeah, as Dakota Johnson's dancing, Olga is not necessarily mimicking. Oh uh, yeah, but is being contorted and thrown around the room, and just the sounds and visuals of like her twisting and her bones breaking and the weird contusion stuff happening with her skin, the jaw scene, uh, that hurt me. Oh, like, uh, it's it's weird when 
a horror movie goes to a certain level of gross to a point to because like sometimes when it goes too far you're no longer afraid you're just like this is gratuitous and gross this added to the disturbing level of how she was drooling and then she straight up pissed herself like that added a level of like oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where i just was physically like in pain i was like i don't like this <laughs> the back of my head because like having i haven't watched it before i was like now someone is this a real person and they're doing this that is incredible i want to know how they did that too especially her end pose mm-hmm. it didn't look like it was prosthetics did they get like a cirque du soleil girl to like contort herself I, it was phenomenal oh but like, really good there's one too besides the jaw where her arm is behind her head and breaks and goes down. And then when Dakota Johnson does like a like a throw to the side movement, it like unravels, snaps out like a snake. And that like, uh, uh. there's a lot of moments I expected more broken bones that added to the tension of this movie. Like you were mentioning the Dakota Johnson jumping scene. I kept being like, her tibias are going to break. Her tibias are going to break. Her tibias are going to break. Don't, She's don't, gonna jump don't too do high. <laughs> I kept thinking of watching a basketball game on Christmas with my parents and <laughs> someone went up for a layup, came down, tibia just shattered, poked out of the skin. And I just kept thinking, I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh no. <laughs> and the, the movie is re- like the movie being two and a half hours long. There's really only a handful of violent moments. And yeah. I think it uses it pretty well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was uh. I mean, and they add to it. Like, they give you a little bit of a break from that because, like, the practice ends and Tilda Swinton gives, like, a very... Honestly, like, she's a very good coach. Yeah. Like, her converse... I expected her to be, like, this taskmaster of, like, you know, kind of like J.K. Sims in Whiplash where, you know, he's very friendly, but as soon as you mess up, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? But... She's super loving. Super loving, very helpful, like... Some would say matronly. Points out... Dakota Johnson's flaws without yep. being like an, a, ass about an ass about it. Like just encouraging the mother, right? Like she's yeah. been a mom. It was great. And I loved it. But so that's happening. And uh, then it just cuts to poor Olga. Olga being a just, uh, just broken. Just and then they contorted. Just that's what I mean. Like you get a break and you think it's over. And then it's the witches around her and they each have the weirdest meat hooks i've ever seen they look like rib bones yeah and there's no like handle yeah you know and so they each just pick a section of contorted broken olga and jam this thing through her skin she's still alive because you hear like (laughs) 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 and they drag her ass away I think it's funny. I thought they were going to pick her up, and I was super nervous they were going to pick her up because I was like, that's going to rip through. Don't pick her up. That's going to rip through. Like, I didn't want to watch that. But well, they made sure to get enough. <laughs> yeah, they got enough to just kind of like slightly lift and drag. So that was nice. And that was our first hint at the compartments within the house too because the mirror opens up in that uncomfortable room. And and they so, – so that happens, and then I, I – so much happens in the movie. I mean, it is two and a half hours long. But like at night, you have these dreams that uh, Susie is getting, and they're like nightmares. I love these dreams. Yeah, it's, it reminds me a lot of The Ring. Yeah, uh, that, I got that vibe too. And I really like that the video of The Ring. Um, <laughs> it's just it just made, that just made it. Sad. <laughs> I don't know. Just it's like, I really like that video. I do. I like that's one of my favorite parts of that movie. It's just like <laughs> the actual video itself. Um, but 
Tilda Swinton is sending these dreams to her. Do you think she is? Oh, 100%. I mean, the fact that all the girls have dreamed these very similar dreams, and it's they call it like the Marcos Company special. I just figured it was some sort of like residual magic energy from the Academy. Oh, I mean, you see Tilda Swinton in one scene like, oh, yeah. and there's some like purpley color going on too. Yeah, that was the only hint in my opinion, of uh, like to the original because that color scheme and that crazy just like it looked like a projector from the 70s, yeah, like shooting it on the wall. I felt like that was an intentional nod and to the, very the original, end. yeah, where it, it felt like a you know, I don't know, vibe, but uh, yeah, the dreams were pretty crazy, and some of them were like her past, uh, some of them were Tilda Swinton's past. I don't know. It was kind of all over the place. It was very interesting. It it was very art house. Like a lot of the in between cool. scenes are very art house. I'm a sucker for that. I hate that about me, but it's <laughs> I don't cool. think they were bad or anything. I just like I I enjoyed them because they were a balance of disturbing and artsy. Mm-hmm. Like it fit the tone of the movie because just how the film is shot is super artsy, very oh. like open and. And the second time we get those dreams, she yells, I know who I am. Yeah, which is, in retrospect, I'm still kind of confused about. I think it's because she knows she's Mother Suspiriorum. Suspiriorum. And then, you know, like Sarah rushes in or whatever, and then they sleep together. And she's like, I've only ever slept with my sister. And she's like, well, I am your sister. We're a family. And then they they coodle on that little double bed. And you know how I know this was a respectful horror movie? Because any other trashy whatever horror movie in on you could find on Amazon that would have turned into a weird lesbian moment you're like damn it I thought I was watching a horror film well so the other (laughs) girls though like one of them looked like she was spanking the other one going back into their room it teases a little bit of that I think (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean where Mm -hmm. like that very much was set up where I audibly was like oh god does this is this gonna turn into one of those because it always feels so weird and forced where it's like, you got to have something sexy in a horror film. It's like, not in one of these. The whole point of this is I'm uncomfortable, not like it's weird. But yeah, I like that because, again, it, it made me feel – I genuinely felt bad for Tilda Swinton as Blanc <laughs> Lady – or what is it, Blanc? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sarah at the end of this movie. Those are the two characters I felt the worst about. And this is one of the scenes that made me be like, oh, Sarah, you know she's not going to make it out of this. <laughs> yeah. She's too nice for a horror film. She's a genuine good person. <laughs> uh, we we can, I mean, we can wait till the end to talk about the doctor's plot line. Cause his, no, I mean, this, like, it, it starts around this time is when he goes well, to the cops because he's been, been, been inter- investigating. But it's been intercut throughout. The yeah. main, I think the main takeaway from the doctor's plot line, because he's looking for Patricia. Because she hasn't shown up and she was saying weird things. And he got her diary Mm -hmm. in the mail. And I think that's the first important part of his storyline. Because we see that Patricia had figured out the whole structure. That she understood that there are three mothers that these witches worship. The mother, what is it? Like tears. Oh, it's Mother Tenebrum, Mother... Lanchamarum? I don't know. Oh, wow, that was nice. (laughs) Sorry. Lanchamarum? Uh huh. You know, that mother? (laughs) That's super southern. I don't know how to pronounce it. Lancherarum or something? And then Mother Suspiriorum. And they're the mother of tears, the mother of. 
shoot, what is it? The mother of time or something? Darkness. Darkness, and then the mother of of size. And Suspiriorum is the mother of size. And kind of like what I said before we started, Peter, I don't know why that matters. Why is there a mother of size? So uh, I'm going to, there's, there's a lot of people breathing in this movie and size like directly relates to Susie's mom. Like the, the little <sighs> of her breathing. It's okay. Wait. So she's the mother of size, not like like that, not S I Z E. Are you fucking kidding me? I was thinking it was that. What? <laughs> I thought it was stupid, Peter. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> what? <laughs> Big or small, she's the mother of them all. <laughs> like that's what I was confused. Oh about. wow. Like, I was going to make a joke about how she's a size queen. And see, now I told you that you're going to feel stupid when I explained it. Well, I don't. I thought it had something to do with the, like, maybe like the size of the heart or the size of, I don't know, the womb. I don't fucking know. But Yeah, it's 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 with the GH. Oh, my gosh. Are you positive? Mm-hmm. Is, did you look that up? No, I mean, it's even right here. Mother of size. It's I GH. Okay. S. What are the other mothers? Um, well, Mark, now she put me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. Um, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's not on here. I can't one see is it the now. Mother, one is the mother of tears. Tears is one. Why doesn't it say it in here? I'm I think one is the mother of darkness. That makes sense. Yeah, darkness, dead parents. Darkness, dead parents. The, uh, but yeah, so like we learned that from the diary. We see hints that the dance they're doing, the, the Volk, is a do the vault. <laughs> is a dance that is a I guess it was a response to the Nazis. Well it's a response to the Nazis, but the the choreography is the ritual. And even though Volk clearly wasn't created like uh, that's I guess that's something I kind of was questioning was because they hadn't done the ritual before, but Volk was the dance of the ritual. So did they just do that and create that dance as an inspirational, like, you know, art reflecting life kind of thing? And it now they really need to use it for the ritual? Or was it a, all oh, this was a practice run and they were eventually going to try it? I think it's the former. Since, I mean, they've been doing it for years. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, because you see in the sketchbook, like the design on the floor and stuff like that is all signaling towards the ritual itself yeah, and it has all the witches names in the spot and blanc is in the middle and right and um it hints towards the power struggle between um uh, mother marcos and blanc so yeah the it, scene when they're practicing and marcos is below them yeah that's weird it's a uncomfortable scene to be honest the uh but yeah that's important uh I guess semi-important is that the doctor goes to the cops to ask them to look for her at the academy, and that's where we get what we were talking about earlier, where they we show it shows that they can hypnotize people and things like that and make them forget. Laugh maniacally. Laugh maniacally. Maniacal laugh. Tiny penis. <laughs> I thought they were gonna kill him because like they had the meat cleaver th- or not meat cleaver meat yeah, hook they thing. Were in, like yeah. And I was like, oh and- yeah. Uh, the doctor's backstory too is supposed to be important, but it only serves the purpose of what they ultimately use to get him to come to the theater later that night. 
which is that he's a German citizen who got out of Germany during the Nazi takeover, but his wife wasn't able to get out and he was never able to find her. Long story short, she died in a concentration camp. Uh, the woman that plays her is actually the original Susie. Really? Mm-hmm. Did not know that. That's pretty interesting. But yeah, and I was a little muddled on his story in terms of like, did he feel responsible? For Patricia? Not for Patricia, but for his wife not making it out of the Germany. Like, I was confused with that whole story. Yeah, because she, I mean, we heard that uh, from the witch, and maybe she was making this up or not, I don't know, but that she was warning him that this was going to happen, and then he didn't listen to her. Like, it's so easy when a woman warns you to chalk it up to delusion. Oh, and so that's, that's, that's what they were poking and at And that's him. why he feels responsible for Patricia, and why he makes this mission to find her, is because he has now lost another. Okay. Uh, Okay, but again, that all feels like... I mean, it's it's on the outside. It's on the outside, and it, and it just feels so disconnected because there's so many shots of him bouncing back and forth yeah. from East Berlin to West Berlin, um, visiting like their old house and stuff like that, and it just, it just drags the movies down because you keep thinking that's going to be more important, mm-hmm. and it ultimately isn't because it really only serves to get him... They like use that manipulation of his wife to get him to the ritual later. And I feel like there have been other ways to do that or at least shortened it to where that wasn't as drawn out as it was. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else was important within the doctor's plot. Well, so he is waiting outside one night and then the girls are leaving and he. Oh yeah. He talks to Sarah. He gets Sarah Sarah. to like, just ask her to try to investigate or whatever. And she doesn't want to talk to him about anything at all. Like she doesn't see any of this. Um, right. And then that, I don't know if it's like that night or whatever, but then there's another meeting with the witches. And then this is where, uh, bottle glasses, whatever. Oh, stabs herself in the neck. And she becomes important. And so like, she, I think causes Sarah to, uh, go downstairs and start figuring stuff out. Because I think at this point, Glasses knows that Susie is Mother Suspiriorum, that she voted against Blanc, and that once Suspiriorum is going to do this stuff, like she's going to clean house. Really? Because I took it as as she was the one that when they were doing the telepathic voting, that she was the like, we're at the end, you have to vote. And she was like, I don't want to... And I took it as more of she just couldn't hack it in terms of the yeah. pressure. Of, I mean, she. I don't. I didn't take it as she knew. Oh, I think she did. But yeah, it was. It wasn't. I don't think she intentionally woke up Sarah. I think her death screams and they're all panic woke up Sarah because that's what she's hearing when she's leaning against the wall. Well, yeah, but you saw. You saw her. She was awake, and then she was just like out, and then she came back. And and we know that that bottles glasses or whatever we know she has the ability to like help guide you. I think she she put her on that. Maybe I don't know. I didn't I didn't personally get that, but maybe that makes that could make sense. Or else how like why was she knocked out or? Well, I don't know. But the um, yeah, her investing in the house was uh, pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Her counting the paces from where a wall is to what should be under it, and realizing that that doesn't match up, so there's something hidden. So that was pretty clever. Uh, the weird room of their trophies did not make any sense to me. One was like a like a stack of boobs statue. Like what? 
Like, I didn't get that one. And a bunch of masks. And the mask. I took those as death masks, but that confused me because I was like, uh, aren't they all, like, immortal? I guess at that point, I don't know. It, it was weird. Maybe they were death masks for the people that are they were, like, feeding off of life force-wise or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there was a single meat hook thing. Um, I didn't understand why that was by itself. It must have been like one of the first or something. It seemed to be an important relic because that one witch freaks out about it later, saying because the doctor yeah the doctor it, yeah. threw it in the river and she's like it's all dirty. You disrespected it. Da, da, da. So it must have some sort of witchy importance. But uh, yeah, she sees. Well, actually, we don't see what she sees. She just sees them freaking out about something and yelling, and I think it's because Coke Bottles had done stabbed herself in the throat. I like that. <laughs> I like that when they're talking about that. They're like, how could you have let this happen? She's like, she was so quick with the knife. <laughs> like, were they expecting her to kill herself? Like, how is that their fault? Yeah. <laughs> they were literally having a nice dinner, and she just grabbed the knife and straightened the neck. One, two. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was insane. They're like, oh my gosh, how could you not see that coming? It's like, I mean, she seemed to enjoy dinner. Well, and the fact you couldn't notice she was just on suicide watch ever since we met her. Oh, maybe. That could that could have totally been a thing. But yeah, obviously that freaks Sarah out. So she goes to the doctor to tell the doctor what's up. But that's a bad idea because now the witches are on to her. Do you think they can shapeshift or is that a delusional thing where she leaves the doctor's office and she thinks she sees one of the witches and uh, then the parade kind of like jostles by and then it's just a normal looking woman? I mean, I I, I could see it being them shapeshifting or, or like, uh, what what is it? Projecting themselves oh. or something, something witchy. Something witchy this way comes. Because, I mean, uh, Patricia earlier was also, like, super paranoid that they could see through anything with eyes. and That's true. So, yeah, there's probably something there. We don't know the extent of their power. Yeah. But then, uh, is this the night of the big performance? Well, because this is when she no. goes back to the, and they're doing another practice. This is where she tells Susie you don't know the the bill. Yeah. Because she's trying to tell um Susie that something's going on and that she's being used for, Susie's going to be used for something and she goes back downstairs and then she finds Patricia and then old paraplegic girl who we don't really see like yeah. and just sees all the bodies and like the people still alive down there which seems to be that they're just feeding off their life force to stay not stay young because I think mother it's, Marcos is just staying alive yeah which it's funny you bring the paraplegic up because i don't know if you noticed on mother marcos she had body parts like hanging off of her i don't know what the implication of that is but makes me think that those belong to the paraplegic girl kind of just like a usb just connected yeah they're just just like eat off this for a while please or something i don't know it's gross though but yeah the the performance though of volk uh, there's probably only like 40 minutes left in the movie. Well, and then coming, so coming up to this moment of the actual like performance, I, I'm 100% convinced that both Blanc and Susie know who Susie is. Oh, you, th- oh, but at that point you thought Blanc knew as well. Oh, well, absolutely. I, Cause I didn't think, well, okay. So when did, did you think or realize that Susie was supposed to be Suspiriorum? Before the end, 
because I never did until the. Oh no! But then after watch, on a, on a watching it again, there there are there are a lot of instances, Clues. yeah, where like uh, Tilda Swinton is talking to her and getting her ready and like coaching her on like how to do these, like how to get ready to make the jump or like whatever. Um, and especially that kind of that last supper scenario, like before the black Sabbath, when they're sitting down um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're, they're looking at each, each other, other across like, like Tilda Swinton is scared. And I think it's because she cares not only for Susie, but then for the people around her, but like, this is going to get, get Liddy. Well, I I mean I just didn't take it as her thinking she it was that Susie was superiorum. I took it as she knew something wasn't right with Susie though. Oh, she says she straight up dropped well, some says, line about. She says that at the end, she's like something's not right. You have to sense that. Like at the end. No, I'm saying like before. Like oh. she she talks about like they think the worst has already happened. And oh, that's, that's what, what Susie, Susie says. says. Yeah, yeah, to Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Why do people keep thinking the worst is already happening? I mean, because she knows. That's a terrifying line, by the way. Yeah. I, I really like that line. That was a that was a mic drop moment, and I wish it was said by a better actress. I'm just yeah. Say I know. It. I know. It's like it. it's sad. Like I don't think she did awful or anything, but it's just something about how she delivers some of those lines come across robotic and dry, and it's maybe that's the intention, but. Robotic and dry. That was me during Fifty Shades. <laughs> we need to do the third one. <laughs> we, we did. We did episode, or we did the second, the second one, right? One. Yeah, we didn't do the first. We didn't do the first. We went straight into the <laughs> second one. We gotta do the third one. We gotta. I, I bet it's ridiculous. But yeah, during the the performance, just really. Aw- all around awesome choreography. Mm-hmm. Like the costume design to the wild. is super crazy. At first I thought it was like super scandalous, but cause when they're putting it on the maker, it looks weird than when they're all moving. It makes sense. Um, I, I knew something really, well, of course, you know, something bad's going to happen. It's a horror film, but like while the performance is happening, I kept wondering what the crazy shit was going to be. Yeah. And then as soon as we saw Sarah, is wandering around in the dark again. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. That leg break. Wild. That hurt. That was like a, like you felt that in your leg, kind of like, oh, oh. and her screams, dude. That was rough. Oh, just. But then, you know, cool thing, you got witches there. They're going to come in there and heal you up. Yeah. And then they're going to possess the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Just to go finish that (laughs) dance. But that, uh, so I took that as, so because like the performance is happening, they get Sarah back up there. Sarah's robotic in her dance, and her eyes are a different color and all that stuff. Then she collapses. I took that as Madame Blanc doing like a power move, because I don't think Blanc wanted the dance to finish, just in case that might actually work as the ritual. Well, Susie improvised. She's the, oh, reason, is that what she's the reason she collapsed. Susie's the reason Sarah collapsed? Susie knocked something out of whack. And she apologizes oh. afterwards for going off book, and she hopes she didn't hurt anybody this time. Oh, I kind of missed that. Also important, what face? What, what color is on Susie's face? White. What is Blanc? White. Hey. <laughs> 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 whatever <laughs> that was kind of a funny like 
I feel like there's a lot of comments about her being pale too, or not pale enough, or something. No, like, she was pale. I she think. was too pale, or was she not pale enough? I think she was pale. Okay, because I couldn't get that vibe of how they were talking. Yeah, because either way, Dakota, it's pale. Yeah, Dakotes. Uh, I did laugh that during that um, getting ready for the performance scene that they cut her hair and she was all sad because her midnight hair is gone, even though she made it pretty clear to Tilda Swinton in their one-on-one weird dinner that uh, she was never really into the midnight belief. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess it was kind of like a... You know, last refuge of home kind of thing. Well, yeah, we also didn't mention their original conversation post first dance where she's like, I imagine it was felt like it feels to fuck. And then Tillis was, a- was like, like a man. She's like, no, like an animal. <laughs> that was a, I remember that catching me off guard just because it felt like an un intentionally unnecessary use of the word fuck. Mm hmm. Where it was supposed to be jarring and weird, where you're like, why would she have said that? <laughs> I think that rabies and cunt, those were like the three, like, what? Yeah. I think those were intentionally like, wait, are you paying attention? Mm-hmm. We used a dirty word. Us Germans loves the dirty words. <laughs> but yeah, the so the performance, do you think those people got their tickets back? Like their money back? Because like they didn't finish the dance. No, but I mean you they, paid to see the women finish the dance. But they left having experienced something most people watching that haven't. I think they got their money's worth. Also, was the doctor gonna die? It looked like he was having like a heart <laughs> attack while they were dancing. I think he was getting a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it weirder knowing it's Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been an absolute pain in the ass to film. Because think about it. They had to shoot opposite sides of the room constantly to not show Tilda Swinton. Well, t- she was like up or something. Well, t- Blanc was on the floor just by a door, and then he was yeah. in the audience. So they had to intentionally film it in weird ways. Not weird ways, but they always had to keep that in mind. Like that just, I don't know. It would have been an interesting layer of difficulty. But yeah, man, this is when the movie just goes to like, not even eleven. It goes to like thirty-two thousand. Like, oh yeah, that's a that's a high number. <laughs> that's cruising altitude. <laughs> yeah, this movie has been waiting and waiting. We get a little little release of the violence or whatever, but it is two and a half hours long. And damn it, I want my R rating. Yeah, we've been watching the candles slowly burn. We're ready for the explosion. Yeah, you get the little flickers sometimes. Like at a certain point, you think, oh, is it a dud? Then boom. No. Then boom. Like it's not even it's not even scary. It's just genuinely disturbing. Everything that ha- like I am uncomfortable from the get-go. As soon as she walks in in the weird black drape shit and it's just well, so oh. she's walking down the hall and then what is the conversation till this when she has a little monologue about rebirth yeah. and how it's like going through the tunnel or whatever and like coming out or like this is that exactly uh, she's being born again as the mother of size which is like you sigh when you orgasm i suppose and then you sigh when you die it's just bizarre but yeah i just as soon as she walks in and you see the ritual room 
Um, and you got the three, like, it's almost like Blair Witch Project style, like stick figures with dresses on that represent the three mothers. And then everybody in the room, except for the witches are naked and dancing. Uh, and that poor doctor has been tricked into coming there and from his is, wife. And so just laying naked on the floor. Old like, man Tilda Swinton naked yeah, he's like, on the I'm floor. I'm not guilty. I'm not. There's Are guilty they? men in Berlin, but I'm not one. I'm an innocent man. Oh man. And then Patricia and like Sarah and then the bonus Jonas girl. Are just, I guess it's uh, Olga. That was Olga. Yeah, yeah. Are just zombied like Cut corpses. That was uh, like it's weird. I guess because we're so used to in our generation the that that what was it called torture porn genre mm-hmm. where they like would show people getting cut open and it was all like visceral and there's crazy noises happening and it's like so zoomed in on it that it's more disturbing to me now when something like that happens in Suspiria where it's straight up no real sound just a knife goes in cuts all the way down you barely hear any sort of knife noise and they're just pulling shit out yeah, just matter it's, of fact yeah it's just so clinical it's so much more disturbing to me it's so unsettling mm-hmm. and they're just like oh yep yeah, throw that on the floor i'm gonna drape this intestine around you <laughs> like, i'm gonna smear a little blood right here just right there you know not too much don't want to overkill oh man and they're just zombified and then we have the all little- the all the other dancers are in a like hypnotized state because they're just dancing and, and they were like put in that kind of a mindset at the dinner. At the dinner. Because they were singing the song. I didn't connect it the first viewing, but that's the song Chloe Grace Moretz was singing in the doctor's office at the beginning of the movie where she's like, I can't get it out of my head. I can't mm-hmm. get it out of my head. So, yeah, they're under that spell. And then this is like, I don't think she does a bad job. I actually think this is when her robotic nature works. Yeah. In the movie, but Dakota Johnson just completely changes from the Susie that was at the beginning of the movie to Lady Mother Superiorum, uh, just straight up laying down the law. We see Mother, um, what's her name? It's just Marcos. Marcos. Oh, is it just Marcos? Yeah. I it was they call her mother Matt. because they voted for her to become Mother Superiorum. Superiorum. Okay. But like Tilda Swinton didn't want to call her mother. Right. So Marcos. We finally see that old garbage bag looking human being. It's literally like if Del Toro, Eli Roth, and George Lucas got together to create a new version of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah. It is the most disturbing looking gross lady ever. And I'm assuming she has those glasses on because she doesn't have eyes. That's the vibe I got. Well, I mean, she can't see what's going on right in front of her. It's a metaphor. <laughs> She wears her sunglasses at night. The, (laughs) just like everything about the ritual. This is what I was talking about a second ago too, because Susie's coming down the steps and Marcos is all excited. She's like, I'm getting that body. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and Tilda Swinton, still you think that Tilda Swinton is just trying to protect Susie from being taken over. Right. I like you could it, it it feels like the point was to play the emotion of is that her real protective instinct or is she making a power play? Because they do plant that seed of Blanc wants to be in charge. So it could go either way. I leaned towards protection because yeah, of same. you know just the connection they had felt so 
honest. But I was ready for that twist of like she protects Susie from Marcos, but then like I'm getting rid of this Susie bitch. I'm in charge. Kind of. I was ready for that twist. Was not ready for the twist of her actually being Mother Superiorum. That was kind of a weird, crazy shit. But I did like this other Jedi moment that um, Tildeswin had that I was I brought up a while ago was the um, her talking to Marcos, being like, "We shouldn't do this. Does no one else sense this? Something's wrong." Like, <laughs> I liked her just straight up being like, "Am I the only? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills." Yeah, and then and then the the death white uh, thing crawls out. It was bizarre. And then, well, because before that happens, though, we get the almost decapitation of Tilda Swinton, which I didn't fully understand. Marcos, like, forced karate chopped her, and that almost got her. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty shocking... It's a lot of blood. Yeah, that was a pretty shocking death. But that was when I knew it was like, oh, this is going to be... This is going to be bad. And that death monster thing that crawled out, which you had seen like its claws a couple times in quick shots, but you didn't know if they were like metaphorical or just like. Did you? Yeah. Because at one point when Dakota Johnson's dancing, you see that under the floor. That's Marcus. No, no, no. That's the death claw. I promise you. That's the death claw thing. But then Tilda Swinton is like, why did you put her in a closet? And And then it's like. Yeah. She she was getting on to the the witches and she's like Marcos wanted to feel her for herself. Oh, I thought it was the death claw because they had the same like hand and it was black and it was scratchy. Yeah, and I thought that made sense because I thought I thought why Susie wanted to fuck the floor was because her death monster was down there and she liked her death monster. Oh yeah, no, it was Marcos because oh. then they're talking and then Tillis one's like reading the newspaper and it's like why would you put her in the closet? Why oh. would you disrespect her like that? Oh, I th- I took that scene as more as she was in a room nearby while they're at practice, not underneath the floor. Regardless. I mean, you did... Scary <laughs> AF death monster comes out. So, But you definitely see the death monster in the clips of the mom standing over the bed. Like, you, you see its shadow. Mm-hmm. You don't see, like, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you definitely see it in those scenes. But And then we also missed that the mom says that Susie is her sin. Yeah, when she, she's given her last rights, and yeah. the only sin she says she has is the her last daughter was her only sin, which I thought was a slam of like, yeah, that's what happens when you leave the midnight culture. You're going to hell. <laughs> but no, you're a, you know, a, a weird witchy woman, which there's a lot of questions about how that happened. Like, why would the Mennonite mom have had Mother Suspiriorum? There's a lot of questions there. Yeah, and so so Death Dude is walking up, and then Marcos is like, who are you? And then Susie goes, to whom are you anointed? You know, like, to which of the- Mother (laughs) I am she. You know what that is, though? That's the burning bush, right? I mean, it's it's the, I mean, Jesus- Oh, yeah, says, you're, that's true. I am. I am he, yeah. Yeah, like, damn, this is this is seven, 50 Shades of Sacrilege <laughs> is another, it's a subtitle for this movie. 50 Shades of Sacrilege, that's pretty good. Then death gives her a little smooch. Yeah, and then the heads start exploding. As it goes by the, let no woman's vote be held against her. Fuck that. <laughs> 100% held against you. <laughs> You voted wrong, <laughs> yeah. and it's great because and because as as death is like passing over people who like voted okay, 
I liked the design of the death monster. I felt like it wasn't like it was detailed where it needed to be and ambiguous, ambiguous where, you know, it didn't need to be as detailed. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it could have been really easy to go over the top and make it this like full fledged monster instead of some just entity that comes out, just kills people for mother superiorum. But I I like that. It was mainly just like, I don't know. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the sinister monster, but in all black. Yes. yes. Absolutely. What was his name? Bagul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bagul. But uh, yeah, that was pretty, it's pretty crazy to just watch Dakota Johnson walk around a room and then death monsters just slowly walk around giving kiss on the cheek, head explode, kiss on the cheek, head explode. And it's filmed in a really weird way. So I don't, I don't know if it's a layered filming thing, but it seemed to me as if they filmed the dancers separately and sped them up and filmed the death walk around and slowed him down and layered him. So that way it looks like everything's happening at two different time speeds. And like just the camera angles, you're like, what's going on? Yeah, it was. And then Dakota Johnson's feeling herself. She's just. And then she turns herself into the immaculate lady or whatever, like Mary. So I didn't get that. So she opened up. I thought she was going to like take out her heart or something, but she opens her chest, like literally, like mm-hmm. peels open it, and it's like a weird talking, I guess, was it that a sigh? Was it going, <sighs> like, it was moving. It was. Yeah. It was bizarre. It was, to be honest, it was really the only use of CGI that felt like a little, like I could tell it was CGI, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know how else you film a someone opening their chest and still walking. Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know. <laughs> it did look really good, though. It did. It did. Uh, but it, it's. It was hard to pay attention to that when it was intercut with again. It's just naked women dancing and people's heads exploding in crazy violent ways. <laughs> Very realistic looking violent ways. Yeah. Oh man. And then. That also intercut with we see who's voting, where it's just the talking headshot. Marcus, Marcus, Blanc, <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> yeah, and then Susie- you know what it reminded me of though, I, and I think this might have been the intention. Was it reminded me of like in war movies when you see people getting executed at the wall, like when we did Death of Stalin, when they're doing the one by one, and it says they're all going like long live Stalin and they shoot him in the head. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminded me of. Cause it kept being like, you know, them saying Marcos and their head exploding. Like it was like a turning over of a tyrant seat kind of thing. Bizarre. But yeah. So, uh, and Susie, so Susie ain't straight up evil. I mean, or like cruel. Because she goes over to the the trio of uh, disemboweled souls, and then you know she goes, you know what what do you want? And they're like to die, and it looks like she gives them relatively peaceful deaths. Yeah, like I guess, I guess the point is you're not supposed to like you're not supposed to necessarily think the three mothers are evil, but they have to. Oh, they are. But what? Like we don't see them be evil. We don't see an evil purpose. Because, like you said, like they he she gives relief to Susie. Because the old, the reason this happened was basically they within their own religion of the three mothers they were all blasphemous. They were worshiping Marcos instead of Suspiria. Right, Suspiriorum. 
And so that's why they all had to go. But she was like, she gave peace to the people that were used in that. She gave peace to the doctor, gave him the truth and like, I guess wiped his mind. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe in just like it's most objective way, like death is just not great. And I guess it might be like as good as it could be. I just took it as more of they're supposed to be not necessarily good or evil. They're just eternal entities, if that makes sense. I mean, if you if you put her in the context of tears, darkness, and uh, size, sounds like a trio of just not great things. That's true, but I don't know. I, again, that could have been something that been given a little bit more context. Not like a whole lot. Like, I don't want the full mythology of these the three mothers to be explained. I would like some sort of hint. Well, and then innocence, like, was. do, I don't know. It's tough because Olga got manipulated by Susie kind of, who is the, the, I don't know. It's hard. I just, I, I have a hard time being like, she's good. Uh, I think she can be a broken watch is right twice a day. And, and I think we saw Susie be, be right twice. I don't know, but like again, it. I feel like I'm asking the same question different ways. But I just wish, like, is her plan? She eventually wants to take over the world. Like, does she want more followers? What's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wish I knew the stakes more a little bit. Yeah, I think she's just coming to reclaim her coven because supposedly all the the mothers have specific geographical locations that they like reside in or are over. Okay. And then this was hers. And then she had been like weakened or whatever, and it could have been weakened because of the war. You know, yeah. like I don't really know. Because a lot of people, maybe like a lot of her worshippers would have died during the war kind of thing. Yeah, but like just like the uh, Old Testament God with the Ten Commandments and like they're worshiping cows and shit, and he has to come down and like clean some house sometimes. Like this. Gotta smack this, people around. It's like, hey, I'm still here, guys. Don't Don't forget. Interesting. I guess that leads to my follow-up question because this is what I wanted uh, the last part of our discussion of this movie to go into was do you think, just because how drastically Susie changes through the movie, do you think Susie knew the entire time she was Lady Mother Superiorum? Um, and if not, when do you think she came to that realization? I think the dream where she yells, I know who I am. I feel so weird, though. And I think up to that point, she knew something was different. Obviously, she was feeling a pull to Berlin. Like, Berlin. like so I, ich, I'm in Berlin. Well, I think of Damien and the Omen. Like, Damien doesn't really know he's Satan. Or, you know, like... Oh, yeah. That's they, true. You don't That's really a good know, comparison. And, you, and you, you grow into who you are supposed to become. That's a good comparison, yeah. Damien doesn't know. Yeah, I could see that, where it's... And I, and I see Tilda Swinton recognizing something special about her, which is why she invited her over anyway. And then she comes over, and then it, it reaffirms her initial suspicions. And then she, she feels like she needs to help guide Susie to realizing who she's supposed to be, which is why we have this mother relation the mother-daughter relationship with her because like i mean you're supposed to raise your child and to help them become who you know and i could okay so i agree and i disagree with you i i agree that she didn't know the whole time i actually think it might have been during not the um 
not the main performance, but one of the rehearsals of folk when she completed the dance all the way through. I actually think that was what triggered her when she did it all the way through and was able to do the jumps and stuff. Cause I think that's when she starts acting more calm with Sarah. And I think the dream happens after that. So that could technically be adding to it and what causes her to have the dream of like, I know who I am, but I actually think, cause in a weird way, I like that idea of the dance that's supposed to be the ritual to pass on the spirit is what actually awakens the real suspiriorum. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that layered effect of the, the witches don't realize that they've caused this themselves. Like if they hadn't accepted her to the school kind of thing, what would have happened? You know what I mean? If they hadn't given her the lead kind of thing, but I don't know either way. That's a, it's a it's a twist that doesn't feel like a twist, which is hard to pull off. Where you feel like, no, that makes sense, but it still feels shocking because you wouldn't have guessed that throughout the movie that she was Lady Suspiriorum. So I don't know. It's interesting. I do also like this has a. I just like this ending better than the original. I do remember the. Maybe I'm wrong about the original ending. Isn't the original ending she kills? the old lady and his like leaves. Marcus. Yeah. Marcos and just yeah. leaves. And it's like, huh, almost, almost died back there. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. Like it just ends. I like this where it's more of like, it, it reminds me of, I get the same feeling out of hereditary and, um, the Vivich, the Vivich, where it's just like an open, not an open ended thing. There's a conclusion, but the nature of the world like the story doesn't end here mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Like I liked that in a movie where I feel like the story satis- satisfied me in completing what it was trying to tell me, but within its own world, that's not the end. It's going to continue. And that was definitely what this ending was. <sighs> yeah. I'm a fan. There's, there's like a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. There's a lot of layered stuff and not like it's all successful, but like it, there's enough to be like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I meant to go back to it. Cause I caught it. I was checking my phone for something like I was looking up the actress of something when I was watching it, when she was taking the train to Berlin, um, there was a train sign that said Suspiria. So did I like read that wrong or is there actually a place called Suspiria and that's where the dance academy is. And it's just like a weird blatant, like they're in the train station. I'm, I'm like 80% positive. There's just a sign on one of the tracks and it's like Suspiria. Yeah. I mean, maybe heading on down to Suspiria. Cause they're like, I mean, there's some context clues or whatever, even later, like the last image of the movie, like has someone walk across and they're holding a book called the great mother. And you're like, okay, I get it. Well, that that's one of the things, I guess, if I was to rewatch this again, I feel like, which I probably will eventually, The I feel like I would want to not watch the movie and yeah, just and watch st- the background. Right. Just to see if I see more stuff. Because that's definitely something that caught me where I almost thought it was like a late movie title. And I was like, no, they already <laughs> yeah. did that. Oh, we didn't even talk about the six, six acts. acts. I've been practicing because <laughs> I cannot say acts correctly. Acts. Acts. 
Six acts. <laughs> You're saying it like German. Six acts. Six acts. And the epilogue. Like that. Suspiria in six acts. <laughs> Do you have the six acts labeled? Yes. Um, and I don't completely get the importance because you have 1977, the year it takes place, Palaces of Tears, Borrowing, Taking, in the Motherhouse, all the floors are darkness or lava. <laughs> and then Suspiriorum, and then the epilogue is a sliced up pear. Well, the sliced up pear made sense because, one, the doctor was mentally all sliced up, and he was also eating sliced pears. <laughs> so that one I got. Yeah. Suspiriorum right? makes sense. That's... Suspiriorum makes sense. All the floors are darkness. When the holes open up and eat her leg. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think 1977 makes sense. That's the year it happens. Um... In the, is the borrow, I'm trying to think what the borrow would be. Would the borrow be the doctor having the diary or did that happen earlier? I don't know. The Palaces of Tears, I think, is the poor Olga. Yeah, is Coke bottles crying, forcing Olga to cry in the mirror room. I think the mirror was the House of Tears, which would leave stolen, which makes me think that's when borrowing and taking borrowing and wait borrowing and taking is one a borrowing's one and taking is one okay i think taking is sarah stealing the meat hook thing maybe i don't know I, borrowing I like, it comes back i don't know <laughs> i really i was like trying to really think about it maybe taking is when they cut her no because that's in the floors of darkness darn you our new titles of these acts but yeah i don't know this is one of those movies since we kind of need to wind down these it's kind of one of those movies where i would recommend it but at the same time this is a movie that i feel like if i recommended and it came back being like why'd you tell me to watch that i did not like that at all i'd be completely understanding yeah it's rough i feel like these atmospheric movies are for people like me and you, and I don't mean that in any other, in any kind of like superior, like, oh, because we understand them. Well, it's I mean, hard. We're it's, weirdos, and it's not really <laughs> like to call it entertaining. You know, like it's not a feel good movie. It's not a feel good movie. I thought it was beautiful though. Like every, every scene, even if it wasn't about something important, felt intentional in its design. Like just the way the building was laid out. The how much on blood the... exploded out of their heads. <laughs> I just mean like oh, yeah. how you saw the houses, just how it was filmed, the set design, everything felt so intentional that I thought it was all beautiful. Even though it was dark, gritty, and muddled, like it was a very pretty movie. Let's just say if uh, past guest host Andrew, my brother, was to watch that movie, I don't think he'd like it. Yeah, I don't think he'd like That's it. That's going to be a hard pass from him. Yeah, uh, but I definitely think it's worth your free time. It's a long one. Yeah. Um, I, I would, even though it's split up into acts, I don't think you could, I think you have to watch this in a sitting. Oh, yeah. Because I think you'd get confused. Uh, but yeah, definitely worth your free time on my side. I also completely understand me and Peter are weirdos, so we like these types of movies, and I don't think, like, I, some of the reviews I read called the movie divisive. But I do think it leans towards the positive divisive because it still has like a 60% Rotten Tomato as well as like 60% audience. So I feel like the majority of people like it. It's still pretty divisive, though. Yeah. 
because I think more people enjoy a quick paced scare ride when this is more of like slow burn atmospheric very like quick violence then a lot of silence I don't know it's yeah like if you're into Eli Roth movies you're probably not gonna like it because it's too slow but then if you're into like thoughtful like hereditary or I mean hereditary is longer or shorter but like you might not like it because the violence might not seem like to what end is this violence happening? Right. Like it can it's that seem weird, over the top. Right. It's that weird middle ground. You're right. I didn't think about that where it is more violent than some of the other slow burn movies we've done. So I don't know, but I, I definitely think it's worth your free time yeah. and uh, I'm happy to have rewatched it. I do think I need some sort of palate cleanser. Like I don't want to go straight to something crazy, but I might pick something like classical. Like uh, I might do child's play. Talk about my childhood fears of the Chucky doll and how it ruined my life. I remember you talking about it in elementary school. I it, the Chucky doll ruined my life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to pick it. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely look and see if there's something else too. And then I know John's gonna want to pick some. Andrew, as you mentioned, has wanted to come on, so we might have some fun picks from him. But yeah, we're into Spooktober. That's probably going to carry on into December. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. But uh, we'll see you later. (laughs) Bye.